Welcome to the 108th, 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 yeah. Yeah. 108th episode. Placement of that is pretty crucial, so I'm glad you got it. Of the All the Books show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. Here we are, back at it. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. Next week for you, we're going to have the short list for the Man Booker Prize, which is coming out soon. So we'll talk about that next week. Not now, because it hasn't come out yet, but soon we'll be able to talk about that. Have we already talked about how the man... You're the one who said it. That Man Booker sounds like a cop who doesn't care anymore. Yeah. This is like, Man Booker! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) pretty so, good yeah it's pretty good all right so anyway that's how that's how we're starting the show i guess strong so. yep that's what we're doing powerful mm-hmm. we're in charge yeah we're the one making the calls we sure are we're the lionesses of this we sure of this hunt. are yeah so well today we're going to be talking about uh upcoming film adaptations i feel like it's been a really heavy like page to screen adaptation year so far have you found that to be the case uh, I think Tom Hanks has found that to be the case. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. He's been in th- at least three. I don't know. If I not more. Track, yeah. He was in Inferno, Hologram for the King, and The Circle. So, yeah, yeah go. good call. Yeah. Anyway, it seems like there's been a lot, and we're more than halfway through the year, and there's yes. a lot still coming. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Right now, we're going to talk about what we've been reading yes. ourselves. And man, did we get a lot of response from that what summer reads have you read question we posed. Yeah. We, even after we were done recording, it was just like, bloop, 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 more and more and more. What's that sound? That was the like social media, like, boop, you have a notification, boop. And we I kept, don't, we I kept don't getting them. I don't think the Nick Gunning version of Facebook would have ever taken off. You don't think it would have? No. Well, you don't know. Bloop, bloop, bloop. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. What, you have a message, bloop. <laughs> what have you been reading? Oh, so we're just cutting to bookmark? We're just gonna, well, yeah, that's where we are. We're just going to ignore your crazy social media Okay. I, we could talk about it if you want. No. Okay. So I read DMZ Volume Seven. TMZ. Or, that weird. No. DMZ. I'm oh. reading the novelization of a <laughs> I, weekly. I don't know, man. Mean <laughs> celebrity <laughs> teardown I show. Don't, I don't know what you're doing. Ah, <laughs> oh, this really gives me the insight yeah. of that guy who sits at the computer and tears down Chris That's Pratt. Really, it's really Love strange. It. Really strange choice you're no, making. No. D. D as in dog. Okay. M as in mother. DMZ. Z as in zebra. You know what? I have to make a quick correction. It's the National Book Award that's popping out their shortlist. So that's it. Keep going. I wish we had a little drinky bird. Do you? That would just, that we could just look at when you cause moments like that. Do you? Drinky bird. We just stop and look at each other, and the only thing moving is the drinky bird. Okay. All right. I guess, or when I cause those moments, it doesn't have to be exclusively you. Yeah. Well, this just in. It actually is the Man Booker Prize that we're going to be talking about. Hold on. And back to you, Drinky Bird. <laughs> All right. So what have you been reading? So I read DMZ Volume yeah. 7. Go on. War Powers. Yeah. Look, this is a comic book. This is by Vertigo. Uh, it was about uh, the island of Manhattan being split uh, due to a uh, in-the-country rebellion, uh, the free states mm-hmm. versus the actual states of America. Okay. Uh, this, this started... I think I started reading this in 2007. Okay. And this is this the final volume? No. Oh, okay. No, I've just been behind. So this okay. started in 2007. This is only volume seven that I'm on. It's just, I take these huge multiple year gaps in between <laughs> these volumes. And then when I pick it up, I'm like, why don't I like this? Yeah. And I think it's because of that. Probably. So I've ordered the next volume right now. Oh, look at you. Um, Staying on so top I'm going to try it. to, because I did like this series when it first started and then mm-hmm. I just kind of fell out of it. The problem is because it's written from a, uh, 
a war correspondent, a lot of it is just inner monologue narration. Oh, yeah. And, like, I mean huge gaps of monologue that I'm just like, I, I don't, because... I guess for me, when I'm reading those monologues mm-hmm. about this specific character, I'm like, well, this isn't really the character. This is how the author Brian Wood feels about New York City and all I this see. stuff. So it's it's less it's not so inter- as interesting to me. Hmm. So yeah. well, it is over now. Yes, it it's has done. finished. Twelve 13, twelve volumes yeah. total. So yeah, okay. And I finished the seventh season of Game of Thrones. Oh, on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, boy. Uh, You're more caught up than George R. R. Martin. That's true. In the series yeah. now, um, he's yeah he's calling for advice. So like, yeah. what yes. happens then? Yeah. So what's funny about these last two seasons? Like the third season was all about this one character, Jamie Lannister. Are we talking about Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh boy. No, okay. hold on. All right. The third season was all about Jamie Lannister having mm-hmm. to get from the north to the south. Yeah. And it took a whole season for him to get there. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, because they're just trying to get to the end, people are just, people going north and south, like, within five minutes. It's just a quick edit now. It's crazy. That is crazy. People just, like, you know they're still taking ships. Right. And they're still just like, oh, hold on, I have to leave. And then they just, it's, just gone. yeah, it's like watching the so Flash. So are they just accelerating time, or are they just not? I don't know, because the, w- okay. it, it, there's no sense of, like, how the time frame is working. Oh, okay. There's no, uh everybody seems to be working at a normal speed like they're just going to walk down the street huh so there's no like all right yeah time isn't really moving that fast interesting it's it is confusing i guess actually you're pretty on subject because that is the ultimate page to screen adaptation right now yeah it's like the most popular yeah so uh good for you being relevant yeah i'm liking this season more than i have because now it's just being an action movie Uh uh-huh uh but it is it is just kind of funny about like they they really have to you know, start booking it. So yeah. yeah, I feel like Game of Thrones is one of those things where if you're not up on it, hearing people talk about it is exhausting. Not you, because you're <laughs> a lot of fun. But like whenever I'm like reading an article or listening to another podcast and people start talking about it, uh-huh. it's not one of those things where you can just sort of be like, oh, interesting, interesting things are happening on that show. Right. It's like my eyes just glaze over. I don't. Hmm. I don't. Yeah. The, the books remain popular. We had to buy a whole new set. Yes. That's so true. people are still checking them out. What? How long has it been since the last book? Something ridiculous, like five years or something, right? Uh, I can't remember if I was Crazy. here when it came out. Crazy. Uh, is that it then? It has been a while. Caught right. up for you? Uh, yeah, I'm still reading uh, The Three Body Problem. Okay. So. All right. And we have that whole set, real. too. The third in that trilogy is now in in our new books collection. So if you were ahead of Eric, the third book is all ready for you. That's true, yeah. Uh, I haven't finished anything <laughs> since our last recording. Oh, okay. And you've judged me that whole other, time. Other than graphic novels. I have finished graphic novels. So quickly, I'll tell you that I finished Batman, Superman, Volume 4, Siege. Pretty good. Okay. It starts with a great standalone story. I really liked it. Then it got crazy. <laughs> uh, I finished the Star Trek Newspaper Archives, Volume 2. Not as good as the first volume. Kind, oh, of, okay. kind of peters out. Right. Hey, I got you Volume 1. Uh, oh, and I read Frank Miller's uh, Spider-Man collection. Yeah. Which was kind of fun. It's mm-hmm. just a you know Frank Miller of the Dark Knight Strikes Again, <laughs> Dark Knight Returns fame. Yeah. These are just loose, random uh, Spider-Man issues that he drew and occasionally like scripted. So, uh, what it what struck me most about it is how good Marvel was in that era. You know, mm-hmm. if you read like seventies DC versus seventies Marvel, Marvel's just so much more together. 
you know? Yeah. Like, the stories are good and not, like, goofy. And yeah. Lois Lane isn't trying to marry anyone in yeah. a Marvel story, so... Yeah. You know, a little different. But that was interesting. Uh, I'm currently reading for the book clubs. <gasps> oh, uh, can we use that uh, to... Uh, we have to go on. This is in a more in memoriam moment. Get there, uh-huh. uh, Len Wine. Oh yes, uh, a pretty prolific Co- yeah. comic book writer of that era. Yeah, of comics. Co-creator of Wolverine, right? Yeah, wow. yeah. He uh, he wrote the issue where he is introduced uh, in that Hulk issue. Yeah. He also wrote Giant Size X Men. Uh, volume one, which is the one where the new team showed up. So oh. that's the team with Wolverine, Storm, oh, wow. Colossus, yeah, Nightcrawler. The one, the one people like. Yeah. Yeah. The first X Men comic I ever read. Well. So, uh, yeah, he just passed away. He also uh, co created uh, Swamp Thing. Wow. So, well, I think we have a lot of his work represented here. So yeah. come in, tune it out. So, sad day. Yeah. All right. Um, go oh, ahead. Uh, you sure. For the book clubs, I'm currently reading American Assassin by Vince Flynn. Yeah. Uh, with first of the Mitch Rapp series, which we're going to talk about in this segment because it is an upcoming page-to-screen adaptation. While reading it, do you already know who Michael Keaton is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm also reading North of Your Abbey by Jane Austen. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm about halfway through it. I'm planning on finishing it up in the next couple of days. Book club is next week. It? Well, it's not really my thing, but I'm surprised at how like witty and biting a lot of the writing is you know i expected it to be a little bit more like i don't know prim and dry i guess and in you know the style is far removed from like a modern novel certainly but but the wit in the like the way she sort of you're reading along and suddenly it kind of twists the whole perspective and you're like oh whoa that was a major burn i didn't see that coming you know so mm-hmm. it is interesting it'll be fun to talk about uh, i don't think it's going to convert me into being a huge jane austen fan but right. you know that's one of the things that's nice about yeah. the book club i I have to read things that I wouldn't normally read, and often, mm-hmm. uh, even if I don't always like become a devotee of that author, it mm-hmm. gives me you know new insight, new uh, affection for some of them. So. Hey, hold on, yeah, Jane Austen, yeah, meets Sherlock Holmes, and they solve. Oh, well, crimes. that's real. That's got to be a real thing. <laughs> You're not even making that up. What do we? So call I'm it? currently reading those two for the book clubs. Uh, I'm going to get to something fun just for me after that, mm-hmm. and then uh, for graphic novels, I'm reading Poe Dameron Volume Two. So far, yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk uh, book news. You know what to say. Mo po, mo problems. <laughs> Dude, is, that, is that said often? Because it really seemed difficult for it's you to say. So I guess if you're saying it a lot, it's just <laughs> stood out to me that you had trouble with it. They sure did. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about what's coming down the pike a couple of months from now. You say that a lot. I do? Yeah. You always talk about what's coming down the pike. Yeah. It's just interesting. Okay, I'll come up with something new. All right. Let's see what's coming down the old... <laughs> Poe Dameron. Pike. Yeah. All right. We have, from the late Tom Clancy, uh, another Jack co-creator. Ryan... Yeah, co-creator. He's the series creator of the Jack Ryan Universe yes. series. Uh, this series continued on. He was writing with uh, Mark Greeny while he was still living. Right. Greeny wrote a couple by his own, and then it's passed on. Now, the author of record for the Jack Ryan universe is Mark Cameron, and this okay. is going to be book 24 in the Jack Ryan universe, right. uh, and this is coming out in November. Yeah. Power and Empire, President Jack Ryan. How long is his term? 
Seems like he's been president since like the mid 80s. Is that true? That's dangerous. President Jack Ryan is dealing with an aggressive challenge from the Chinese government. Pawns are being moved around a global chessboard, an attack on an oil platform in Africa, a terrorist attack on an American destroyer, and a storm tossed American spy ship that may fall into Chinese hands. It seems that Premier Zhao is determined to limit Ryan's options in the upcoming G20 negotiations. But there are hints that there's even more going on behind the scenes. A routine traffic stop in rural Texas leads to a shocking discovery, a link to a Chinese spy who may have information that leads to an unexpected revelation. John Clark and the members of the campus are in close pursuit, but they can get the but can they get the information in time? Question mark. We don't know. You know, boy, they, these really are thrillers. They are, yeah, a mile a minute. When uh, when it was the Chris Pine Jack Ryan movie, and they were planning to do Jack Ryan movies and uh, John Clark movies with uh, Kevin Costner's character in that movie sort of being the mm-hmm. Nick Fury, you know, yeah. to use a Marvel. I, uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Understand. Uh, they, were ta- they were tossing around Tom Hardy as John Clark. Okay. Was an option they they in there. Kevin well, it just after, no, no, no. Kevin Costner played kind of like he was pulling the strings behind oh. the scene. John oh, Clark's right. a different character who, like the book Without Remorse is a John Clark book. Okay. Doesn't matter. They scrapped all that. Now we got our John John Krasinski uh, yeah. Amazon show. Yeah. Do people watch Amazon shows? I I just told you today. I know Sorry you the watch tick. the Tick, but I mean, uh, Transparency is pretty hear popular. Anything? Yeah, I, okay. I guess Man in the High Castle, I think, does pretty okay. Does it? Um, what's that other show? The Mozart in the Jungle. Oh, okay. I think does all right. Uh, is there anything that doesn't have its own original programming now? Just just me. Just you? Wow. What about now this? I do. What about this right here? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I can't. I don't know. Uh, it's the like sci-fi I'm, pump, I'm pumping gas, and it's like yeah. now on the gas station network. I guess wasn't Facebook about to do something? Yeah, yeah. I think they got away from that. I don't think they're doing it I now. Hope so that would seem I still to be can't the get thing. over that Stephen King adaptation that Mr. Mercedes is on like the audience network. Yeah, the audience network. If that's, that's a big a one. Thing, yeah, that's so weird. Oh, network for me, the anyway. audience. Anyway, finally, if you are a Mom! Jack Ryan fan, Mom, the audience network. Late November, you're, like you're gonna get Power and Empire. Uh, oh, hey, hey, hey. A uh, close friend of mine and Eric's uh, has a new adventure, Mr. Jack Reacher. I have a question about Tom Clancy. Okay. Um, and I guess this is about all the they're, uh, they're authors who have passed away. They're real boring. Rainbow Six is pretty good. Okay. But that's only one of two I've ever read. Yeah. Um, I feel like the plot is really good. And mm-hmm. if somebody would just come and hack off like 40% of the books, mm-hmm. Tom Clancy books would be great. Yeah. You could try to come at them with a... A hatchet if you want, but Rainbow Six is going to yeah you down. Yeah, they will. They won't uh, even hesitate. No, this is about Tom Clancy and other authors who have passed away, but their stuff is still going. Like Vince Flynn, for example. Yeah. He passed away, and the Mitch Rapp series is continuing on. So my question is, how long can this go on? A long time. But, so, you would keep that going because there are people who read Tom Clancy when Tom Clancy was alive and writing yeah. the books. Yeah. But eventually, you're going to get to a point... Where those people are gone as well. I yeah. I mean, I think the Clancy brand is still going pretty strong. You know, with games and stuff. I yeah. feel like there's a decent amount of recognition. But I guess I just mean with like Robert B. Parker and like all these like books that are this author's characters written by the like. Yeah. You know, like in 20 years, if they found another Michael Crichton novel, would it yeah. be that big of a deal? Yeah. Because like, I see what you're saying. I guess at what point does the audience go away? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. I think there's kind of a phasing out with that. Often, yeah. you know, you, you start to be. Maybe it's not a hardcover. You know, maybe you reduce the frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're paperback originals, and then they just kind of peter out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I guess I'm a little surprised that the that the Tom Clancy books have it's such kind of like a... Clive Cussler right now. Like, yeah. he's not as popular as he used to be. Right. If if he passed away and people kept going, how much longer would? Yeah. Like... Well, like an example would be William Johnstone, who's been gone for a long time. Yeah. And those books are still coming out with the William Johnstone byline. Yeah. And they sell. You know, they do well for what they are, but they mm-hmm. just come out mass market paperback. They're in right. every Walmart across America. You know, and they mm-hmm. then they get snapped up. So I, I think it's. I think the question is scale, yeah. you know, because then I think it becomes less about less about the author, like, and their writing skills, and yeah. more about what that brand means. Yeah. So if you like a Time Clancy type book, mm-hmm. you know, that, it's just kind of an indicator. You know what you're going to get, kind of right. like with the James Patterson. Yeah. So. All right. So my next question is, how much longer do you think Star Trek, Star Trek can go without Gene Roddenberry around? Uh, it's probably better. <laughs> all right star trek discovery starts soon yeah by the way you were making a big fuss because you thought you were gonna miss the premiere yeah yeah i know i, I was gonna I invite you sad. to a party so you could watch it on your portable it. television that would have been... <laughs> been great uh that's an inside reference to the time i watched <laughs> lois and clark on a portable television set at a high school super bowl party a lois and clark marathon lois and clark marathon yeah, yeah. i'd seen the episodes Nick. i had seen the episodes <laughs> we're watching football listen remember the time though yeah you, could, you couldn't just sit no. down and no. call up any lois and clark episode you wanted you had to wait till they came on tv again yeah. i wasn't gonna miss a lois and clark marathon to do something that i didn't want to do yeah. yeah i'm not the one on trial here <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to do a Lois and Clark podcast with me? No. No, no, no. Just listen. Just, <laughs> okay. This is just the two of us now. Just last. Do you want to do a Lois and Clark podcast? I don't think I do. Okay. All right. Hey. I'm Anybody sorry. out there wants in, <laughs> just let me know. Isn't your brother almost in town? Yeah, that's true. Is he a Lois I and Clark fan? I don't think he's... No. I don't well, think so. What a better time to yeah. become a fan. Yeah. I mean, he's diligent. You know? He's dedicated. <laughs> He'll do it. Watch, Watch episode 90 episodes of Lois and Clark. Stat. 90 episodes. I'm Could guessing. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. You, uh, you go on with your book news. Before this weird little sidetrack started, I was telling you that Lee Child is back with the latest Jack Reacher book, Jack Reacher number 22. Tom Cruise, call your agent. There might be some good material here. The, the most... You think Tom Cruise has to call his agent? Pro- yeah, I think he does. <laughs> I think he does. I was surprised with the most Jack Reacher, the most recent Jack Reacher movie. I was surprised for two reasons. One. It was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. Two. Never Go Back is a really recent book, mm. you know, so they, usually when they adapt those things, they go for earlier in the series, but that was actually a really late one, so. Was that his kid? It wasn't his kid. Spoiler alert. I guess. It wasn't his kid. You're right. <laughs> if you care. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you know Jack Reacher, you know it just couldn't possibly be his kid. That would just change um, fundamentally. There's a lot of Jack Reacher books, though, right? This is book 22. Yeah. And there's a lot of short okay. stories and... You know, like ebook yeah. only kind of novellas and stuff. But so, yeah, 22, 22 hardcover novels plus a couple of films. One decent, one right. starring Kobe Smulders. Yeah. Terrible. Um, he hurt himself. Did yeah. You see that? Doing yeah. the new Mission Impossible? Yeah. Is it six? It's oh, six. I don't Mission know. Impossible six. Hey, and, uh, good news. Number of episodes for Lois and Clark? 87. 87. You How were... is that good news? Because you thought it was 90. That's I would three won. off. They. The network renewed the show, <laughs> okay. allowed them to cancel on a cliffhanger, and then reversed the decision and canceled. Uh-huh. It's not that kind of thing wouldn't happen in this day and age. The internet would be all over it. Have they never comic booked it? No, they've just never done just, it. No, it's a it's it's a look. It's a cliffhanger with no of conclusion. Lois and Clark. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about Lois and Clark well, on this show. So if you're listening, yeah. please. Well, I think Dean Kane listens. Do something. Yeah, 
just write a book. Okay. Write a six-issue comic book I'll series. Uh, C.J. Shera. Are you familiar with C.J. Shera? No. Very popular uh, fantasy author of yesteryear, if okay. we're being honest. Uh, wrote a Lois and Clark novel. So I'd be up for a sequel okay. that finishes that. But we have to stop talking about this. Jack Reacher, The Midnight Lion. Jack Reacher, number 22. Jack Reacher takes an aimless stroll past a pawn shop in a small Midwestern town. In the window, he sees a West Point class ring from 2005. It's tiny. It's a woman's cadet graduation present to herself. Why would she give it up? Reacher's a West Pointer, too, and he knows what she went through to get it. Reacher tracks the ring back to its owner, step by step, down a criminal trail leading west. Like Bigfoot come out of the forest, he arrives in the deserted wilds of Wyoming. All he wants is to find the woman. If she's okay, he'll walk away. If she's not, he'll stop at nothing! He's still shaken by the recent horrors of Make Me, and now the midlight line sees him at a raw and elemental quest for simple judgment. Best advice, don't get in his way. Are you in? No. Say it into the mic. I did. Oh, okay. I whispered it. Uh, From Mary Higgins Clark. Are you in? No. From Mary (laughs) Higgins Clark and Elifair Burke, uh, book five in the Under Suspicion series. This series is pleasant and harmless, not particularly engaging. That's mm. my that's my mm, two cents. Harsh. Queen of Suspense, Mary Higgins Clark and Alif Burke is are she? back with their fourth book in the New York She's Times. She's not the Queen of Suspense. I don't find her book suspenseful. Is the thing who would be the Queen of Suspense? Suspense. It's not Daniel Steele. Uh, I mean, I I maybe would give it to like Gillian Flynn now. Yeah, but what, do, what did they? Uh, Ruth Ware, they called the Agatha Christie of our times. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every Breath You Take follows television producer Lori Moran's investigation of the unsolved Met Gallon murder in which a wealthy widow was pushed to her death from the famous museum's rooftop. Okay. And finally, and this is a weird one, everyone, let me tell you. Uh, after Anna Tevka, this is coming out in large print, a novel inspired by... Fiddler on the Roof. This is a novel sequel uh-huh. to the, Fiddler on the Roof. story and musical, musical Fiddler yeah. on the Roof. Yeah, This uh, is what you want okay. for Lois and Clark. Yeah. In After Anatevka, Alexandra Silber picks up where Fiddler left off. Second eldest daughter, Hoddle, takes center stage as she attempts to join her socialist-leaning fiancé, Perchik, to the outer reaches of a Siberian work camp. But before Hoddle and Perchik can finally be together, they both face extraordinary hurdles and adversaries, both personal and political, attempting to keep them apart at all costs. They're about to know what everything's for. What? What just happened? (laughs) Perchik's song in... uh, Fiddler on the Roof is uh-huh. legendarily awkward. It ends on this weird note that like never resolves. Oh, okay. So it feels like somewhere he's still singing that song. <laughs> That's funny. I did Fiddler on the Roof 78 times. Oh I just want to put it out there. Jeez. I did. So I, that's it. That's coming to you in large print. You've talked you can about check that out. Your shows in November. 78 times. <laughs> I think that's a, a modest estimate. <laughs> All right. What do we have for the New York Times bestseller list? All right. Here we are. Lois New York Clark. Times Lois bestsellers. Clark. You think Lois and Clark. They switched Jimmy's as the thing. The first season had one <laughs> so Jimmy. So does Smallville. And the second. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, go on. Okay, so this is a. Uh... Oh, this will be a bummer. Uh, this is the hardcover fiction okay. list for this week on the yeah. New York Times bestsellers list. I'm yeah. saying it's a bummer because number 12 is Any Dream Will Do. Oh. So. <laughs> That's Aww. better. That's better, yeah. So. Um... We won't be able to talk about no, we do won't. that bit anymore. There's no, we can't but do it. Lion Game by Ruth Ware, the Agatha Christie of our, time, of our times, uh, is at number 11 already. Oh, Ruth. 
Ruth so, wearing thin. That nice. Thank you. I was about to say that's going to be no woman in cabin ten. Yeah, but that was that was mean too. Yeah. <laughs> Number ten. Needlessly so. Yeah. Number ten. New this week. Ooh. Star Wars. <gasps> So there's a few Star Wars books that came out this... Go on. There's a few Star Wars books that came out. Which one do you think this is? Uh, Phasma. It's Phasma! Yeah. By Delilah S. Dawson. Captain Phasma, officer of the First Order, battles a mysterious stormtrooper who's bent on unearthing her origins. I bet they won't be found out. Probably not. Because they're saving that for the movie. Probably not. You'll have to find out my true origins this is, in this false film, Star Wars, The They're Last doing Jedi. a whole, like, Road to Last Jedi, mm-hmm. like, line of Star Wars books. Yeah. But it seems to me that they're all set before The Force Awakens, yeah. so it's an odd road to yeah. get there. Are you going to read Phasma? Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens, like, come yeah. November when, it's, when I start reading some Star Wars stuff. We'll see what happens. Are you going to read the new Claudia Gray uh, Leia book? Maybe. Bloodline was so bad. Yeah. It just made me think like, ugh. All right. Well, I'll check out. I'll probably check out the layer one. There's a few other. Rebel Rising. You let me know. Might be worth checking out. Rebel Rousing, could you say? Rebel Rousing, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Rebel Wilson. Star Wars. (laughs) Number nine. 41 weeks on this list. Uh A Gentleman in Moscow by Immortals. There he is. Number eight. The Late Show by Michael Connelly. Mm -hmm. Number seven. Sharing the Spot. With number six is Seeing Red by Sandra Brown. And number six, which is sharing the spot with number seven, is My Absolute Darling by Gabrielle Talent. A remarkable, self-sufficient 14-year-old girl must fight to save herself from an abusive survivalist father. Ugh. Yeah. No thanks. Dark. Pass. Yeah. Uh, number five, Camino mm-hmm. Island by John Grisham. Yep. That's been there for a while, man. It has, I know. You gotta pick it up. I guess. Hey, I'll, I'll tell your son to get this for you for Father's Day next Please year. Please do, yeah. By then, uh, the rooster bar will be out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got to read Camino Island first then. I know. Uh, number three, The Store by James Patterson and Richard DiLallo. Hey, you know what? I'm kind of a sucker for this sort of thing. Here's an insight into me. When there's like alternate, <laughs> alternate versions of like book jackets and stuff, uh-huh. there are two covers to this one. For the store? One has the male character. He's just running away in silhouette, and it's in blue. Uh-huh. And the other has the female protagonist. Uh-huh. She's running away, and the font's all in red. Right. I like that. Nice. It's a fun little... Yeah. You get to choose which one James you want. James Patterson has your number. Yeah. James Patterson's like, how can we sell even more books? Is that a James Patterson I just fashion? assume from his looks. He huh. seems like he's got kind of a frail voice. Really? Yeah, I think so. I guess... No. I guess I kind of oh, imagine he sounds like Ed Harris. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, he's got it all. Ed Harris? Literally. No, James Patterson. Oh. He's got all the money that there is. Uh-huh. And he sounds like Ed Harris. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good as old him. as Ed Harris is, he's still pretty, like, wry. Yeah. He's still pretty uh, spry, yeah. I think I meant to say. Yeah. Not wry. That's his humor. Is this why you have that Ed Harris poster up in the back of your door? Yes! Your office? Gosh! Like, right, it's fine. <laughs> Just yeah. curious. From, uh, <laughs> from a history of violence, yeah. specifically. I understand. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and the Truman Show. Sure. Not the same poster. That's an underrated movie. The Truman Show? Yeah, Truman Show. I think everyone who's seen it likes it. Okay. Do you think there are people who don't like the Truman Show? It just seems like it never really gets any play. I'll tell you what's a true underrated Jim Carrey movie is The Majestic. I love The Majestic. Jim Carrey, Martin Landau. That's true. I think I remember it having a mixed reception when it came out. I've never seen it. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, wow. It's it's confusing because it's Jim Carrey and it's not funny at all. You know, it's just very... Hey, I've seen The Truman Show. Good. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Watch The Majestic if you haven't seen it. Yeah. One or The Truman favorites. Show. One of my favorites. Yeah. 
Is that Harris in The Majestic? No, he's not. He's in Apollo 13. But mm, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number three, The Right Time. Well, yeah. is there a wrong time? By Daniel Steele. Oh. The author, Alexandra Winslow, writing under the pseudonym Alexander Green, mm. creates a double life that is, isolates her. So Alexandra. Okay, so this is the plot is of Joyce Carol Oates' Jack of Spades, which is in turn about an author stealing another author's work. Yes. So Daniel Steele has stolen. Life imitates yeah. art. Art, no, imitates, art life. imitates life. A lot no, of wait, things life are being, a lot of things are being yeah, imitated. Yeah. Let's just say. Well, that. imitation is the highest form of flattery. You're right. So art is constantly being flattered by life. It sure is. So, oh, life, you do go on. That's great. I'm going to put that on a David A. Howe coffee mug. We'll have to play it back to hear what you said exactly. But <laughs> number two, why is for yesterday? Yeah, it is. But hey, I don't want to do that joke. Yeah, <laughs> I want to abandon that joke. Yeah, I, if I had a jetpack, I'd be wow, far gone. You're really growing as a person. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, number one is it new tell me if it's new it's or by not sue grafton that's two no right this I'm, is the 25th yeah i want to know kinsey what... malhone mystery novel yeah, malhone so she has five more of these books she can write no yeah no <laughs> number one is new this week okay do you have a guess let me you see think. books you order books i do yeah yeah all right no i don't i'm sorry okay it's glass houses by louise penny Oh, yes. When a body is discovered in Three Pines. <gasps> oh, no. Chief, Superintendent I heard a Gamache body. regrets not acting on a hunch. What if this was a chief superintendent was actually like the superintendent of a school system? Oh, well, she'd be way out of her depth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We're reading the first uh, Expector Gamache, was it? I don't know. Okay. You don't we're, trust my pronunciation. We're reading the first of those books for the book club in a yeah, couple of months. It could be Groucho. That's, this is one that's like, I, she, I, she, I don't feel like she has like a top tier like name recognition, but Louise it seems Penny. like, yeah. yeah. But she has like a really devote following. Yeah. So, yeah. This will be a hit. Yeah. I'm not surprised it's number one. Yeah. Do you know if you're walking down the street and you find a Louise Penny book? Yeah. Title size up. Yeah. You're going to have good yeah. good luck all day. That's true. I did know so that. You have to take the book with you, though. Oh, you do? So, yeah. There's a lot of places, though, where you can uh, take a Louise Penny book. Yeah. But you also have to leave a leave Louise, a Louise Penny, Penny, book. Penny book. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> a Louise Penny book saved. <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, it really is. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let's talk page Did you screen. know the new yep. It movie? replaced this tim is a, curry this is a great segue uh it replaced tim curry with louise pennywise the clown <laughs> really that's so strange i thought that was a great segue but it was actually one more thing uh for something that we decided to abandon uh, but speaking of the movie it yeah. uh, it came out this past week and so we thought now would be what a are good you talking time. about the movie it what it 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 what the movie it it's the name of the movie yeah it is what is it? <laughs> that was dumber than the penny stuff. We'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> Not dumber than the penny stuff. The movie It came out, the remake. Uh, it's been a lot of anticipation about this movie. I will never see it because I like sleeping and having thoughts that aren't And not watching with children be murdered. Murder, yeah. So I will never be watching this movie, but a lot of people are. Uh, I've also yeah. not read the book, and I don't plan You're to. You're probably wondering. Oh, yeah, I am funny. actually. How Tell much me. darn money? Yeah, R-rated horror. Let's hear R-rated movie make. Yeah, it made one hundred and twenty-three million dollars its opening weekend, and that's good. One hundred and twenty-three million dollars for an R-rated okay. horror film. Oh, okay, all right. Sure. Uh, in September. Well, they went bananas for it here across yes. the street. That, a lot of 
like pre-publicity promotion for this movie. That's huge. It's huge. And well, if it okay. keeps going, like even if it only makes, you usually tell how much money a movie is going to make mm-hmm. based off of its opening weekend and then mm-hmm. multipliers. So like bad would be just twice when okay. it made it opening weekend. Good is like three times or more than that. So if it makes double, it's made $200 million here. Wow. Just here. So that's, that is crazy. Um, People are going nuts for this movie about yeah. Louise Penny terrorizing children. <laughs> <laughs> Louise Penny wise. Oh, sorry. Uh, it only costs $35 million to make, too. Pretty good deal. So Pretty good deal. Yeah. Well, uh, as we said, it's been a heavy year for adaptations, and we've got a lot to go. So we're going to cover a couple here. Some of the ones we're going to be pulling are going to come from an article that originally appeared on The Vulture. So you can find them at thevulture.com. Yeah. Going to be discussing some of the things that come we out. We talked about this early in the year. Is that right? It? Yeah, no. we, we did. We did. Yes. But a lot of these we didn't cover first time around. So we yes. were just doing sort of the first half And this of the is a year. refresher because now we're about to get into Oscar season. That's right, we so are. So this is where uh, the Muppets character, Oscar the Grouch, yep. uh, starts yep. finally putting out his film, yeah. his film projects that he's yeah, been he working this, this is when he was waiting So I guess we're it. just making name puns yeah, I for the rest so. of the that's, show. That's what, that's what this is uh, about. You like Oscar season. I try to watch them. You try to watch most of them. Yeah, I do. My wife loves Oscar season. Yeah, she's all about it. She loves Oscar season and the Oscars. Well, let's talk about American Assassin because that is coming quickly. So that's coming from Vince Flynn, as we mentioned. Oh, you're skipping the ride. It's an adaptation of the, you know, we can cover that if you want. Uh, It's an adaptation of the the first of the Mitch Rapp series. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never known anything about this series. Like I've never read them before. I've never really picked one up. Um, I'm about, I don't know, 30% through with this one. And I'm actually really intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it seems like it's got a little bit more, uh, it's got a little bit more like bubbling under the surface than a lot of these like thrillers tend to. Yeah. Uh, and there's, it's a good amount of like, you know, what's going on, but you don't really know like why yeah. or many of the details. Yeah. And sometimes that can be really frustrating, but one I thing, feel like uh, for this part, it's, it's working pretty well. One thing most people who saw the trailer probably don't know yeah. is that it's based on the book. Yeah, American Assassin by seriously, Vince Flynn. They weirdly buried the lead on that. Yeah. I mean, it might have been in there somewhere, like on when they flashed that credits page, but yeah. it was never like from the best selling, you know. Yeah. They didn't even do it. So, yeah. anyway, Michael Keaton uh, and Dylan, I never can remember his name, Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. All right, so here's a little he info has a on this. Stupid looking mouth. The movie came out in two, or sorry, the book came out in 2010. Uh-huh. Before, Flint's fit, <laughs> before oh, Vince Flynn Vince Flynn died now. in 2013, he wrote more than a dozen best selling books following protagonist Mitch Rapp, okay. who's an undercover CIA counterterrorism agent. American Assassin was the origin story for Mitch, telling us that his motivation for joining the agency. I'm not going to tell you what it was. Together with the other agents who operate outside the law, Rap is tasked with preventing what could be a new world war in the Middle East. So what I'm not sure uh-huh. about is if this is like, if the book is actually a prequel, or if it's if it's written as the first book. I don't know, man. Me neither. We got. Uh... Are you interested in this at all? Like, do you, did you want to see it? I already told you I'll go see it, man. No, I know you will <laughs> go see it, but like, you're not. Uh, it doesn't I, do anything. For maybe you. it could be good. It could okay. be surprising. Um... I have been enjoying low, lower budget, smaller budget action films as yeah. of late. So. I like Dylan O'Brien as an actor, and I love Michael Keaton. So do I you? Feel like what do you like him in? Dylan, Dylan O'Brien. O'Brien. Well, I mean, he I loved him in Teen Wolf for one. He was funny on New Girl. Oh. I like him in The Maze He's Runner. A new Girl. Yeah, he's one of Jess's exes. It doesn't matter. 
but Joe to, O'Brien? Yes. But to answer the question that I posed, uh, American Assassin actually is a prequel, so it's not technically the first okay. book, though it's often listed that way right. because it gives you the That's how uh, you would read it. The background. Well, I wouldn't have on purpose. <laughs> I put it I moved it up ahead on the on the book club so we could read it concurrent with the movie coming out. Are you sure you're not thinking uh, Adam Brody? I'm sure. From New Girl? I'm sure. If you want to look it up while well, I... No, I don't want to. Okay. Talk about... You want, you want to talk about the J.D. Salinger? Uh, I don't... I haven't read Catcher in the Rye. Mm-hmm. Have no. you? No, I haven't. Uh, so the book, movie's called Rebel in the Rye. So I guess this isn't... Well, I guess the source is J.D. Salinger a life. Yeah, I think they're following the is following this, the, the pacing of the book. Is this a life titling? Like, mean all these books are part of like a biography series? No, it doesn't. Hmm. I think it's just a, a simple... Okay. Well, everybody's doing it now, so I don't yeah. know. Um, I think I think it's often used when there's not any kind of like slant to it. It's not like look at this aspect of the life, or it's mm-hmm. just like a simple, you know. I guess it could just say a biography. Yeah. You know. Do you like books? Yeah. No. Do you like movies? Yes. I guess. Do you like movies about writers? I can't really think of a time when I liked Do that. Do you find them enter- entertaining? About real writers or just movies about... Yeah, about real writers. Like when... Like I watched the... If the, I've ever... The woman who wrote uh, Peter Rabbit. Beatrix Potter? Yeah, I watched the Ms. Potter movie. Okay. And like, you just kind of like... It's the least cinematic career yeah. you could show somebody doing True. on... Like, if somebody's like a famous painter... You know, they can paint, and you'd be like, oh, now the camera moves with the brush strokes. But when they're writing, it's like, all right, focus on the typewriter. Focus. Excellent. <laughs> Space bar. Go. Yeah. And I just, like this one, it's like, it's spanning his early life until he wrote his book, The Catcher in the Rye. Like, mm-hmm. how do you film something like that so it's very exciting? Like, he's writing it! I guess, he's writing I guess a Catcher in the Rye! On, I guess it depends on what's going on. I think, I think probably the interest here with that Salinger was like, Super essentially private. a recluse yeah. yeah so i think shedding the light on that uh yeah. certainly could be interesting mm-hmm. uh if you want to catch that one i think that's more of a select theaters only kind of situation uh it should have come out this past weekend september 8th was the actual date and you can catch american assassin september 15th okay uh let's look ahead to charles martin's the mountain between us are you familiar oh, with geez take that judy dench are you familiar <laughs> with this book <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not. Well, I feel like I have seen The Mountain yeah. Between Us uh, and, like, noticed it. Yeah. But here comes a movie with uh, Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. Yeah, so this one, I mean, this is a book that I wanted to read, actually. So I am kind of looking two forward are both, to the movie. They both have, like, a harsh good-lookingness to them. That's fair. Like, I wouldn't say, like, they're the most beautiful people in the world. But yeah. they're both very good-looking. Okay. But it's, like, colder. Mm-hmm. Which is good because yeah. this book looks cold. The mountain between us. I always love a good like survival story. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm a sucker for that anyway. And I yeah. think these are both compelling actors, and so throw them into this situation. Yeah. Uh, and I think it should be interesting. I do want to read the book. I'm only gonna watch this if it's also a little sexy. It definitely is. Okay. Okay. So October sixth, <laughs> you can catch this, and let me let me give you a little insight about yeah. it here. Uh, the book came out, The Mountain Between Us, by Charles Martin, came out in yeah. 2011. Uh, Bound to cause an uptick in aviophobia, The Mountain Between Us oh, is a yeah. more romantic version of Lost. Lost was had a lot of stuff. I guess it was <laughs> romance. Woo! <laughs> 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 I got trapped in that one. Yeah. Uh, two strangers played in the film by Kate Winslet and Idris Elba decide to share a charming, a 
charter plane a charter? When, <laughs> when their flights are canceled due to inclement weather. But when their pilot suffers a heart attack during the flight, the plane crashes and this the is duo is forced to stay alive in the vast, secluded, and sub-zero Utah wilderness, yeah. all while dealing with severe injuries and realizing no help will come to save them. Yeah, Brian from Hatchet will be there. Yeah, he's like, going hey, to show up. what's up, dummies? Yeah. <laughs> hey, losers, I hope you brought a hatchet. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so do you want to see this? No. I don't know. I don't get you, man. Why? What kind of movies do you want to see? What? Yeah, we're, I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. we're, to, we're talking about movies. This I want to know. No, just like what type of movie attracts you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dinosaurs? Okay. No, I that's got not that. true because I want to see a bad dinosaur movie. Ca- yeah, you will. Dinosaurs, <laughs> capes. Yeah, yeah superheroes. What, what else you got? Because uh, you're not really a mystery fan. Right. You're not really an action fan, but you do kind of like action movies. Yeah. Like so, like, you'd movies. see a Mission Impossible. Yeah, I haven't seen it in theaters, though. Okay. All right. Those always look boring to me, and then I enjoy them when I watch okay. them. Okay. I don't know. I like the uh, Planet of the Apes movies, the new ones. Okay. I like a good sci-fi now, film. Now, we know The Mummy sort of turned out poorly. Yeah. But did you, was that one, like, is that the type of movie that you would want to see? Yeah. I like the big blockbusters, but... Blockbusters. Late, okay. I'll take been, that. Lately, they've been bad. Okay. So, but I won't see blockbuster, so-called blockbusters, like Battleship. <sighs> okay, all right. I mean, I don't want to watch Battleship either, but it's you just... did. I had we had to like fight you. We had to accept that there was something going on in your brain that summer that made you want to go see Battleship. I never saw Battleship, you wanted, but you. It was only because as friends we kept saying no, we won't go see Battleship with you, Nick. <gasps> I mean, it was Liam Neeson on the <laughs> Battleship. Movie. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. All Liam right, Neeson, well, I... Rihanna. I can't get One a baseline. Punch. I can't get a baseline. From I, I you. know. I'm sorry, man. That's all right. That's all right. Why don't we talk about? Uh, oh, you, why don't you take the next one here? The Jackie Chan adaptation here. Okay. All right. Here's a movie based off of the book The Chairman with mm-hmm. Stephen Leather. Okay. The movie's called The Foreigner, directed by Martin Campbell. Okay, so Martin Campbell directed Goldeneye, Ooh. the James Bond. Basically, like this a James Bond reboot. Stars Pierce Brosnan. Stars Pierce Brosnan. So Goldeneye was kind of, it, it wasn't a straight reboot, but it brought the franchise back to life yeah. under most people's eyes. And he also directed Casino Royale, which most people consider the best, yeah. one of the best James Bond movies. So uh, unfortunately, he also directed Green Lantern. Ah. So that didn't, that didn't start anything. That's not going to help. That's not so, going to help you at all. But at least we I mean, know. I help Ryan Reynolds. At least we know he, he can do action, though. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. Jackie Chan hasn't been in anything since I, I want to say the tuxedo. Is that right? No, he, he's <laughs> the he's medallion. Been, he, he's been doing a lot of overseas films. Yeah, yeah, lately, I'm, I'm sorry. But, I mean, the U.S. release. Yeah, you're right. The tuxedo. <laughs> Jeez, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Rush Hour nope, 3. Nope. Karate Kid. Karate he Kid. He was in Karate That's right. Kid. That's right. And you love that movie. Yeah, I loved it. So, what's this about? Jackie Chan is making his much anticipated return to Western cinema with this action thriller, a tale about a modest London shop owner with a buried past of being an assassin. Though, when his daughter is murdered in an act of terrorism, he comes out of retirement to avenge her death and wreak havoc on the British government. Look out. So, I and guess, this, is, this is a hard R, yeah. this adaptation, right? I, I guess, like, speaking of Liam Neeson, like, he kind of did this, started this. You can be an older, oh, like, yeah. respected actor yeah. and then do kind of B-movie action films yeah. and people will take it seriously. Yeah. And I feel like everybody has tried to go after one like that. You had, I mean, Kevin Costner yeah. has done like five of yeah, those. Yeah, he has. But you have... Pierce Brosnan. He did November Man. Yeah. Um, I'm running out and that, of... That's an adaptation right there of the yeah. Bill Granger series. So, did you watch November Man ever? No. Okay. I do want to watch it. I like those yeah. books. 
Anyway. So anyway, I get so Jackie Chan's doing his now. Here he comes. But the thing is, Jackie Chan's always been an action star. Yeah. So it it would be interesting. I get sad sometimes watching because now like all the actors I liked when I was a kid are mm-hmm. much older. Mm-hmm. It always kind of makes yeah, me sad. Yeah, that's how it works. Time is time is unforgiving. It's an unforgiving mistress, Eric. Mistress. What? <laughs> The original, so uh, the book The China Man by Stephen Leather came out in 1992. You've got the movie adaptation yeah. directed by the director of Green Lantern coming out in 2017. Ty, you need to leave. My wife will be home any minute. All right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about The Snowman. Now this, until we started researching for this episode, I did not realize that they were adapting uh, this book series. This is a book series by... These Joe, books are really popular. They are. Joe Nesbo's uh, Harry Holy series. Um, and these these books... I don't remember where they're from. Okay. Are they... I thought they were Norwegian. Icelandic or something? I don't know. You want to look it up? Find, find the answer to that question. All right. But these were translated, <laughs> into, translated into English in kind of a random order. So I've only read the very first one that came out, which was The Bat. Uh, and that was a... He's, he's Norwegian. Norwegian. Okay. So he's, right. a, he's a Norwegian cop trying, oh. to, trying to solve a crime in Australia in, yeah. in The Bat. And yeah. it was... It did. It did nothing for me. But yeah. these are immensely popular. These Michael books. Fassbender. Fassbender. Yep. Yep. So I'll Doing see a Fassbender movie. Full frontal nudity in this. Is that right? I guess. Is that what he does now? Just all. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he's is he playing Harry? I suppose so. Yes, he does. Plays, Plays the lead, lead detective. detective. Okay. Yeah. Uh, incredibly popular book series. We'll see how they how they handle an adaptation. They're, you know, they're dark and sort of. It's one of those ones where everybody's like a little unpleasant. You know, yeah. Michael Fassbender can likes to play unpleasant. Likes people. to play unpleasant. Okay, you well, would know that if you had ever seen Steve Jobs. That's true. I have seen uh, X Men. <laughs> the Snowman is the seventh book in Norwegian crime writer Joe Nesbo's wildly popular series. In the film, Fassbender plays a lead detective who connects the brutal decapitation. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. These books are dark. Yeah. Of a woman to other murders that have occurred on that year's first snowfall over the past decade. We got a serial murder. This winter-loving serial killer, as it turns out, is one of the most twisted criminals ever to set foot in the greater Oslo area. I don't think it's for me. I'm sorry, man. What about you? Uh, no. no. No, I just told you I'm done with, uh, I'm done with TV shows with watching people get murdered. I'm yeah. not, not seeking it out in a movie world. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who could be the, the murderer? You got Michael Fassbender, Rebecca yeah. Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Out. Is it uh, is it Val Kilmer? Because he's in this movie. Val Kilmer's in it. Wow. And J.K. Simmons. Speaking of dusting people off, Val Kilmer. Uh, poor Val Kilmer. Where, <laughs> well, where was he last? Yeah. Uh, f- kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Planes, fire, and rescue. Pla- yeah, that's right. No, he's not in fire and rescue. He's only in planes. Okay. But uh, I, is this a good time for me to talk about my love of the late '90s movie, The Saint, starring Val Kilmer? Only. Because I do, decide. I do love it, and there is a novelization, so that's yeah. a screen-to-page adaptation. That's okay. another. That's another podcast yeah. entirely. I, I think he might be. He Val Kilmer's in it with an undisclosed role, which makes uh, me think killer. Maybe he's the snowman. Yeah. Or maybe he's uh, the ice man. Maybe he's Mark Twain, because that's his thing now. He goes around and does Mark yeah. Twain live shows. Yeah. You don't. You guy gave me nothing for that Iceman one. Sorry, because he was in. Uh, isn't that his name in Top Gun? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Maybe do you think he'll be in Top Gun too? Yeah. Top Gun colon Mavericks Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> oh hey, all right. Uh, let's move on. Do it. To what? The next one. Some same kind of different as yeah. Me? Let's do that. 
directed by Michael Carney. Uh, so this is uh, same kind of different as me, a modern-day slave, an international art dealer, and an unlikely woman who bound together by Ron Hall, Denver Moore, and Lynn Vincent. And that will be all on the poster. <laughs> yeah, boy. So, okay, it's got Greg Kinnear, 2006, Denise Elwiger, 2006, this Jamon book came out. and John Voight. John Voight. I like two out of the four of those. Ooh, Can okay. you guess which ones? Uh, Greg Kinnear. Yes. John Voight. No. Renee Zellweger. No. Jamun Hansu. Jamun Hansu. Yeah. Who's he? He's been in lots of stuff. He was okay. in uh, Gladiator. Okay. Uh, Blood Diamonds. Okay. I guess he was in Tarzan recently. Okay. The first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I like Greg Kinnear. Yeah. I don't like Zellweger. John Voight, okay in the first Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Fine in... Laura Croft, Tomb, Tomb Raider. Raider. Yeah. Okay, thanks for that. Look, we're getting off topic. We, we need are. to focus on the All right, all right. Give me a synopsis here. What do we got? The this... true story of how three adults from different walks of life became connected with each other. A rich, unhappily married Southerner has a dream about a wise man, and when she and her husband volunteer at Soup Kitchen shortly thereafter, she realizes that one of the homeless people at the kitchen was the man in her dream. A journey and meditation and faith ensues. Okay. Well, you can catch both of those on uh, the 20th of October. Yeah. Let's turn attention briefly to Agatha Christie's... Of our time. No, no. A- no? Agatha Christie of her own time. Right. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. I want this to be good. Yeah. I like the poster. Mm-hmm. I like the little bit of the preview that I saw. Yeah. I mean, the poster, I think, is, is good. It's capturing the tone of that preview. Mm-hmm. I want it to be good. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be good? I don't know, because I've read it, so now I'm going to be oh, less... yeah, don't tell me. Is Johnny Depp playing Poirot? No. That's oh. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, okay. Well, that's better. Yeah. I think... Uh, I actually think Johnny Depp is playing the character who's murdered. Oh. Okay. I think he's the murdered oh, okay. on the Orient Express. I, I like Johnny Depp, and I feel like it's just nostalgia at this point. Yeah. When was the last time there was a cool Johnny Depp movie? Pirates 1? I didn't hate Mordecai. I didn't see Mordecai. It was kind of funny. I saw The Rum Diary, and there was Who's on the poster nothing here? For Kenneth Branagh, Penelope Cruz, William Defoe, I gotta, Judy I know, Dench. I know you're going to make fun of Josh me for Gad. this, but I actually didn't really mind The Tourist. <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr., as in Aaron hey. Burr, sir. Michelle nice. Pfeiffer and Daisy Ridley. Okay. So, yeah, I hope Murder on the Orient Express is good. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I've got. Oh, remember when Johnny Depp showed up at, are we allowed to say this, in Fantastic Beasts? Ugh. No, I haven't that seen Fantastic Beasts. Nothing there. I did want to see Alice Through the Looking Glass, speaking of Johnny Depp. And he was in Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers, so that's not a good sign for anyone's career. All right. Num- November 17th, you have the book Wonder uh, by R.J. Palacio being uh, turned into a movie called Wonder. So it's a boy with a facial deformity. Uh, He's finally given the chance by his protective parents to attend a public school after a lifetime of homeschooling. His adjustment period showcases the very best and worst of how children and even adults can react when someone who's different gets put into their lives, starring Julia Roberts. This book has been very popular. Uh, It's by the the author also wrote uh, Augie and Me, Mm. I believe is the title. Uh, You've probably seen the book before. It's the the kid's face. He's got one eye that says Wonder over it. Mm -hmm. The movie poster has him... Uh, walking around with a space helmet, uh, I think it's. I think it's. I have to imagine this movie's going to do pretty well. Probably, uh, it's the director who did uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's your yeah. favorite movie ever. No, no, I just made that up. I'm so no, sorry. it's not. Um, so yeah, I, I think that movie's going to be a big hit. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of required reading. 
I mean, if it's not already by some, uh, I think it will be more mm. in schools. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it seems like sort of a go-to. I, I think it is on a lot of lists and yeah. stuff. Uh, well, where where do you put Thor Ragnarok? What do you think they're adapting mostly from World War Hulk? Yeah, and maybe uh, some of the Ragnarok there, storyline. There's two. There's the Thor Ragnarok, which wasn't very good, and there's Thor disassembled, which is very good. Okay. But that's a lot more serious. And we have all these in our collection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got some. Yeah, we got World some really War good Hulk. Thor comics yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. And World War Hulk. And when is that coming out? That's coming out the first week of November. Pretty excited about that one. Yeah. That looks good to me. Yeah. See? So that's a movie I want to see. Yeah. Um, all right. So counts. this one, The Disaster Artist. Well, I'm sorry. It's called. It is called The Disaster Artist. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's by Greg uh, Sestero and Tom Bissell. So. This is going to be weird because it's it's a movie about the making, I believe, of, oh. uh, of the movie The Room. Yeah. Uh, with James Franco playing uh, Tommy Wiseau. So I I didn't know this was coming out so soon. Um, but uh, so one of the supporting actors wrote the memoir and his bizarre relationship he shared with Wiseau. And James Franco just looks like he's the he's the kind of guy that would play. Mm-hmm. Tommy Wiseau, and also do it feel like he's doing respectfully. He's kind of uh, the light side, I think, of uh, Shia LaBeouf. You know, <laughs> Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Like he's still crazy. He does crazy things sometimes. He yeah. says stupid things, but people are like, "Hey, he's fine." Yeah. And then Shia LaBeouf does. It, he's like, "Wow, that guy is nuts." <laughs> I've never seen The Room. This movie that they're. I've watched quite a bit of it. Riff yeah. tracks have done it. It's, it's something. Huh. So. Okay. Yeah. All oh, right. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Any others you want to touch on? Are you excited about Jumanji? Let me ask you that. Jumanji, welcome to the yeah, jungle. Yeah, I would like to be able to say I like a movie called Jumanji. Finally, I can't believe you don't like. Whatever. That Robin Go Williams watch movie. Jumanji and Space Jam and leave me alone. I can't <laughs> believe you don't like the Robin Williams Jumanji. It's not funny. It's not heartwarming. It's a well, it cold, is. It is heartwarming. It's a cold and it's kind of funny. Dark film that mainly survived off of new CGI technology. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams' name, and it's not great. Sometimes you have these like you have these weird personal relationships with movies. Like it feels like the movie Jumanji like stole your girlfriend <laughs> and your wallet, and you want everyone to know that one you're over it, yeah. and that the movie Jumanji yeah. is a stupid jerk. Yeah, you know what? Jumanji and and my girlfriend deserve yeah. each other. Do they? <laughs> your ex girlfriend, Eric. You need to get used to saying oh, that. Jumanji. <laughs> Uh, well, I love that movie, so yeah. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Uh, and I've also read the novelization, and I did it as a book report. Uh-huh. My teacher wasn't thrilled yeah. that I did that. Sorry, Mrs. Van Zomeren. It's just not, okay. I don't want to attack. All right. I don't want you to. But this movie looks very funny. It does, yeah. Uh, we'll but see if here's it is I, funny. Okay, so this is coming out, when is it? December, right? December, December 20th, right before Christmas. Yes, okay. uh, Jumanji, by, based on the, the children's picture book, Jumanji by Chris yeah. Van Ellsberg, which was a longtime favorite of mine. Yeah. I got this book from a Scholastic Book Order, and it's been one of my favorites like forever. I actually haven't read it to my son yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to. I don't understand its relationship to anything, though, this new movie. Are we... Is it connected to the original movie? Yes. It is. Yes. Okay, so it's like a sequel of some sort. I don't. I think it's it's just, just set sort in the of same like world. In the same world. Yeah. Okay. I All think right. whereas in the 
first movie. Oh, okay. Based on the beloved picture book, Welcome to the Jungle serves that's the subtitle. Yeah. Serves as a continuation of the nineteen ninety five film. Right. Flash forwarding twenty years, a group of high schoolers serving detention in a basement unwittingly gets sucked into a video game version of Jumanji. Yeah. Where they take on very different avatar versions of themselves. The only way out of the game is to work together, which may prove difficult for these jaded teens. Yeah. It's like the Breakfast Club, but for the digital age, according to the Vulture. Dot com. It seems like there's a few other The Breakfast Clubs for the digital age. Probably. Yeah, it's probably not the only <laughs> so, one. Well, I'm excited about seeing this one. I feel like Percy being a wallflower was The Breakfast Club for the digital age. Yeah, probably. Anyway, yeah, it looks funny. Uh, I don't know. To say it's an adaptation, though, is always kind of like it's a concept. Yeah, characters created by, yeah. concept created so, by. Yeah. Those yeah, movies that was out. That was like a bonus. Yeah. We don't really count that as far yeah. as the list. Well, there's some I'm excited about on there. Yeah. That was like a good Have page fun at that mountain movie. You don't want to come? No. A couple of bros watching a romance in the mountains. All right, you want to babysit? No, you got it on podcast. <laughs> if I say it on air. Yeah, then you have to. Probably, yeah, it. I can babysit. All right, I'm doing it then. Um, what, which one of these? Your kid isn't such a jerk this time. Wow. No, actually, I want to talk about the fact that, one, there's a new Magic School Bus show coming. Okay. Uh, two, I watched the old Magic School Bus. Yeah. Uh, mainly because your son, who I was babysitting, wanted mm-hmm. to watch the bus show. Thanks, man. Um, and he spent the whole episode just kind of watching it, and then he finally like turned. He's like, "Why doesn't the bus talk?" I'm like, "What do you? T- it's this Magic School Bus. It doesn't talk." He's like, "But it has a mouth and eyes." And then like the way he just looked at me and said it was like. Are you an idiot? That bus has a mouth. Of course it can talk. I want to know why it doesn't. It's pretty funny. So, all right. That's just a story I wanted to share. Okay. Let's move on to library news. All right. Let's do it. Well, what I was going to ask you, out of all of those, or any that we didn't mention, what are you most looking forward to? Star Wars. No, page to screen wise. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that mountains movie? You don't want to see it? No. I, I guess I I'm I want to see American Assassin and I want to see the Mountain movie, but I'm probably most excited <laughs> about movie. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, I guess that or Jumanji. Okay. Uh, All right. Thor. Okay. Ragnarok. All right. Stop. Listing. I mean, obviously, it's Thor Ragnarok. You've listed every movie that we've talked the only, about. Now. If I could only see one movie for the next four months, it's going to be Thor Ragnarok. I know. I know, so. man. Let's talk about. If you want to know if I want to see a movie or not. Just answer the question. Does oh. this movie have a halt? How many Thors are in this movie? <laughs> if the answer is greater than zero, Eric will buy, be buying a ticket. Yeah. Let's talk live. Two news. Thors! We're coming up on History Week. We sure which are. Which is uh, coming hey, do down the last, pike. Do you remember last year's History Week? I sure do. Yeah. We're actually going to have a booth up for last year's History Week during this year's History we're Week. Gonna, we're going to honor the history of History Week. Yeah. Wow, that is meta. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Not everyone's going to get it. No, they're not. We're going to have guest speakers in the auditorium, the 26, 27, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. The displays are going to be collections from all over the county of a lot of Civil War memorabilia and just historical uh, displays all week here in the library. Uh-huh. Uh, before that, though, on the 21st, we have a show from the Valley Theater. They're going to be doing a Grand Night for Singing, which is a Rogerson Hammerstein, basically a review. There's this light story sort of weaving through, but mostly it's just a showcase for the great music. So it's Talented Cast should be a good show. Which night do you feel is the most grand night? For singing? For singing. Boy, September 21st, I guess. Okay. That's the one to... Is that a Friday? It's a Thursday. I guess that's what I was trying to figure out. Do you it's feel a Thursday. Like, oh, you think Thursday's the... 
grandest the night grandest for singing. night for singing, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And remember, folks, uh, if you haven't read a lot of Naomi Shehab now, you better start doing it now, because she's going to be here uh, October 27th. We're looking forward to that and getting ready for it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well... You've wasted it. You've wasted, you've wasted the opportunity that I gave you just then. Now, when we were talking about doing a show on cliffhangers, we discussed how we would end this show on a cliffhanger. But will we? Find out in episode 109. When, when did we talk about that? In the car. But nobody No. on this episode. I'm just telling you that we talked about <laughs> Okay. All right. Jeez. So we'll see you next week. Or will we? That's the cliffhanger. Just cut it. <laughs> It was a private conversation. <laughs>